Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I know it's been a while since we've been here, but happy 2023. We're super stoked to have you guys um, with us today. It's been it's been a while since we've recorded. Usually we take a break at the yeah. end of the year because um, we, we're pretty consistent on doing two episodes a month. So if you're new to the show, it's pretty normal for us to release episodes bi-weekly, which is great. Um, and yeah, today just jumping in with the new year with... Um, something that me and Katie wanted to both talk about, and that's establishing healthy habits. And that's um, not just physically or mentally, but spiritually as well. And we thought that they would just go hand in hand really well and great way to start the year. I know it's already the end of January, which no one knows how that happens, but it is the end of January. So um, yeah, we're I know it is crazy. It is so crazy, but we're just happy to be back and happy to be here. And we just thought this would be a really great way to start um, this next season of the podcast with you guys. Yeah. So I guess we can just jump right in. Um, I know that when I was going through notes and stuff, a, a quote that my dad said growing up all the time was, God is a God of order, not a God of confusion yeah. or chaos. And it talks about yeah. that a lot in the Bible. And I know a lot of the times when we think about order, we think like rules and discipline and no fun and things like that. But that's really opposite of what discipline brings. I know we've talked about uh, this before, that the type of or, or the type of freedom that you experience from discipline is very great. And I think that's why the Bible talks mm-hmm. about discipline so often. And in the Bible too, it talks about disciplining your children and no one wants to like do this anymore. Cause like, that's why kids are so crazy now, but you know, discipline creates a orderly home knowing that everyone has, has a role in the family. And I yeah. think the same, the reason why we do that or why parents do that for children is when they get into the real world, that they can be disciplined. They can be orderly. They can follow rules and, and have a structure about their life. And I think that's so yeah. important. And I know it's not always fun. Um, but recently I just moved and I have had, um, to really step back and actually put together a new routine, a new schedule. I'm in a new city. So I I've had to like figure out what my routine looks like. Um, and that's also another reason why I thought this was awesome because I like just got back into a good routine this week. Um, yeah. It's been about three weeks from being in a routine, which I'm like, oh, wow, this is, you know, I actually enjoy being in a routine versus like chaotic living, which is just like not fun at all. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Chaotic, chaos, chaos is never sustainable. Now, of course, there no. are various times in your life where chaotic things happen, like you moved or, you know, I can give a personal example. Last year when I got married, that felt very chaotic when our wedding was postponed. And then I moved to a new part of the city and then I had a new gym and I had a new family and I had a new, like all of these new things and the dynamic of now living with someone, Uh, you know, obviously there's times of chaos and there's times of, you know, you have a new child or you get married or you move across the country. Like you you can't expect yeah. yourself to have a perfect routine immediately, but there is something yeah. so just wonderful about establishing healthy habits and establishing in order to your life that can actually create an environment for you to thrive. And I've found that in my life in so many different realms. I mean, we're going to touch on physical, spiritual, um, but it is all encompassing. It really, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, are parallels between the physical and the spiritual in terms of discipline. Yeah. Like I talk about um, in terms of kind of like a comparison, a lot of 
nutrition and training, a lot of those same concepts actually come from the spiritual world, which we'll touch on that um, and come from the Bible. A lot of those principles that I hammer home with my clients week in and week out actually are biblical principles. And I think too, this comes at a great time, end of January, because most people probably have already failed their New Year's resolutions. I mean, if you look at statistics, I think about 90% fail by February or something. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I remember, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it definitely is the majority fail by the end of January um, and by February. And with just working with my, my occupation is, is coaching. And so I work with a lot of individuals who are looking to change something in their life, whether it be their physical Mm -hmm. state, their strength, um, Mm -hmm. their just how they look or how they feel. And I also work with a lot of young individuals in the church who are looking for just connection with God and a more vibrant life and a more fulfilled life. And so a lot of times I have these, these conversations almost daily. Um, mm. And it really comes back to like, when you mentioned this topic, actually, it was not my idea. It was Lexi's idea. When you mentioned this topic of establishing healthy habits, I'm like, yes, this is what I've been talking about every single day. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. For the past month, you know, it's more about those daily cadences as opposed to some quick fix, which will yeah. never, it'll always crash and burn. You hear yeah. quick fix, you hear instant results, it'll always crash and burn. Um, but more so about daily cadences, habits, routines mm-hmm. versus some massive resolution that's not measurable. It's not really not realistic. And so how can we approach our day-to-day life with a realistic perspective that's rooted in the truth, rooted in the word? And actually, you know, a lot of these secular concepts come from the Proverbs, I think is hilarious. um, Because sometimes I hear things like these secular gurus, you know, that are like the experts in the field of establishing habits and being more productive. And I'm like, oh, that's a Bible verse. Actually, you just didn't quote it. (laughs) Yeah, so, exactly. um, yeah, so kind of digging into that and, um, man, God's word never comes back void. And every time mm-hmm. I read a proverb, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a really, really yeah. good truth. Yeah. Sometimes it's very convicting. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like you mentioned with disciplining a child, I mean, we're children of the Lord. And so how is it that, you know, reading these truths in the scripture, how is it how is it disciplining us, reproofing it? How are we, you know, establishing better habits, establishing a better cadence, a better life based on the truth of the word? And um, correction's good. I mean, if I was never yeah. corrected growing up by my father, I would be, um, and my mother, I would just be, I don't know where I'd be. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful um, looking back for the correction that they provided to help me to walk on a path of um, of life instead of death and destruction, which, you know, letting children do whatever they want is going to lead to that um, simply yeah. because yeah. we are all sinful and we will do what our, what our uh, sinful heart wants if we are not corrected and guided on the right path. So yeah. kind of jumping yeah. into yeah. it. Do you want to, you want to, jump into a couple practical things and, and chat about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we kind of just wrote down just like daily habits that you can implement that are super simple. And I know we had a mm-hmm. lot of the same ones. I looked at yours after and I was like, Oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So I think like the biggest thing that we both are talking about also is just like sleeping more, drinking water, doing like little things that will help you in life. And when you look at the Bible and you look at Jesus's story, he always made sure that he met the disciples physical need as well as their spiritual need. When they would gather, they would, you know, break bread together. That was a very common theme in the Bible when they would gather, break bread, and then they would like, go into scripture. And I think there's a good parallel between the word and, and how we should live our daily lives. Yes. God knows he created our body. He knows what our physical needs are, mm-hmm. but he always is constantly brings it back to our spiritual need. We can feed the flesh or sorry, the flesh, we can feed the body, but we also have to feed the spirit in order to grow as Christians. Right. And you know, little things of like, you know, just making sure you're taking care of your body, like simple. But as I started to get older and into my thirties, I was like, oh my gosh, like if I don't have like a solid seven and a half, eight hours of sleep, like Mm I am not a happy person and just like drinking more water and, you know, things like that, but also getting up in the morning and just starting your day with just like reading your Bible and, you Mm -hmm. know, prayer and just being thankful and grateful for even waking up this morning and being able to, you know, uh, move your body and have clean water and have food and, you know, all these things of um, practicing Mm -hmm. gratitude is like a big thing first thing in the morning that I just like to just thank God for the things versus like, okay, God, I need this, 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 and this. It's like, okay, well, let's just like come with a grateful heart and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just like little things like that. And then just finding a routine that you enjoy too. Um, Mm -hmm. what is like your routine like, and yeah, let's, we can talk about your routine and see. Yeah. I know we have a lot of the same stuff. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I cannot speak enough about, well, first of all, I want to say that the heart posture behind the habits that we establish and the routine we have it, the routines that we have, they should first and foremost be to honor and glorify God. And so being a good steward of Mm -hmm. our resources, of our time, of our bodies, our bodies are not meant to just sit in a chair and look at a screen all day, every single day and not have any sunlight, not have any exercise, Mm -hmm. not have nutrition. Like God created these amazing things. I mean, even just thinking about the fact that we get vitamin D from being outside from the sun that we need for optimal hormone production that we need for our circadian rhythm, which is just a fancy word for making sure that you have energy throughout the day and then you're able to go to sleep at night. Um, That's kind of of boiling it down to non-sciencey words. But um, having a morning and evening routine is so, so important. And I think that that's kind of the first place to start. And if it's overwhelming thinking about Mm -hmm. an evening routine too, just start with the morning. And Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of individuals First thing they do, they wake up, they spent too much time on Netflix the night before, so they didn't get adequate sleep. They're, you know, looking at their phone, they open up their text, they open up their email, and that's literally just inviting the worries and the cares of this world into your mind from the first minute you wake up. And your mm-hmm. your mind is very receptive to what you do the first part of your day. And so um, just kind of breaking it down into some some tips and some practical things to start implementing that can bring a lot of fruit, a lot of peace, a lot of clarity. Don't set your phone on do not disturb in the morning. Make sure that you're not scrolling on your phone for the first, at least I would say 30 minutes of your day. Now, of course there's exceptions, there's, you know, emergencies or there's whatever it may be, but probably 90% of the time, 99% of the time, an email can wait, a text can wait, a call can like, it is not an emergency and our, and our 
technological world has really created this atmosphere of everything being urgent because, mm-hmm. you know, we get the notification bells, we get that shot of adrenaline, we get this like dopamine hit from all these notifications. Mm-hmm. So then it, it trains our bodies to think like everything's an emergency because it's like this, yeah. like, you know, blinking light, blinking light, blinking light. And so turn off notifications, turn on do not disturb. I have do not disturb on every single day from 9 p.m. until 10 a.m. And that may seem like a long time, but I know that by 10 a.m. I'm going to be done with my morning kind of cadence or routine and I'm maybe some work or whatever, and I'm actually ready to look at my notifications. And so um, for myself, I can kind of give an example of my morning routine, but I say no to my phone for the first usually two hours of my day, hour to two hours. Now, if I know I need some sort of communication with someone because like, let's say I'm like tomorrow, for example, I'm actually speaking at a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting. Well, okay, I'm going to turn on my notifications just in case they call and they say that there's a snow day or whatever, you know, so there's exceptions. But in general, usually for the first two to three hours of my day, I have no notifications and I'm not on my phone. And I wake up, I get ready for the day. So that includes washing my face, brushing my teeth, you know, whatever it may be, Um, drinking water, make sure you hydrate in the morning. Usually I sit down with a cup of coffee and then I open the word. So that's the first thing I do because you have to remember that your mind is very, is just very spongy for lack of a better word at night and in the morning. And so if I'm for myself personally, if I'm honoring and glorifying God with my daily routine, and I'm very blessed that I have a little bit more flexibility to structure yeah. my day in a, in a different way because I do work from home and I own my own business. Yeah. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm giving my first fruits to God, and that includes the first part of my day, and I feel convicted to do so. Now, if you work a different schedule, obviously there's going to be exceptions. There's going to be yeah. like Oh, maybe you literally can't do that. Well, that's okay. You know, this isn't meant to be just like a list of like 10 things you have to do, but more so making sure that you have some sort of a routine in the morning. And so Mm -hmm. for me, that includes silence. Like I make sure I don't have my phone on sound. I'm not listening to anything because actually I had a question box on Instagram and um, just asked people what they have a hard time with. And one of my friends, she Mm -hmm. said she has a really hard time sitting in silence. And so if you Mm -hmm. practice this, you will actually start to enjoy that silence because you use that to connect with God and to pray. And so for me, that silence is just necessary because I don't yeah. have external noise now. At first, it yeah. was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but sitting down, typically my morning routine looks like anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes reading the word. And um, right now I'm doing Old Testament, some Old Testament, and then I've decided to do one book of the New Testament Um every month for this year. So this is just a personal example. This is not what you have to do. You could do a devotional and it can be five minutes. If you are struggling to even open the word, do it something that's five minutes long, then incrementally Mm -hmm. go to six and seven and then 10 and 15 and then 20. And before you know it, you'll find like scripture says, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds the father's mouth. Like we do not live on just physical things. We are spiritual spiritual beings with a physical body. We're not physical bodies that just happen to have a soul. And so feeding that spiritual side of, of, or that nourishing your soul first thing in the morning is just like essential. And I make Mm -hmm. bomb coffee. So I want to do it. Like I have my best coffee. (laughs) Yeah. I have my best coffee with my quiet time. I have do not disturb. 
And I'm just like, it's me and God. Usually I write down prayers, but if I don't pray, then that's where then the second part of my morning routine comes in. I go for a mm-hmm. walk. So for me, this has increased in duration over the years because I just find mm-hmm. I need this time to clear my mind, to worship God. So typically my walk is 45 minutes to 60 minutes. Now, obviously this has been over the course of years and years and years that I've yeah. I've structured my day in a certain way to where now right. I wake up at a certain time to be able to do this. I work at a certain time to be able to do this. And I've curated mm-hmm. my business in a way that yeah. enables me to do this. But if you're starting out small, it could be a 10, five, 10 minute walk, okay. get outside, get sunlight, get sunlight in your eyes. It's super important for circadian rhythm. And then from there, that's usually when I get home and then I'm rocking and rolling. I've spent time with God. I've gotten some physical exercise. I have prayed. I've read my word. And then I'm ready to either answer texts, answer emails, yeah. <laughs> um, jump into my work, make a plan for the day. But that is also if you're looking to get in steps, if you're looking to get a, in physical activity, getting some sort of physical activity in the morning, I think can make your brain sharper for the rest of the day. Yeah. It can help with your fat loss goals if that's a fat loss goal. Um, but that's kind of a lot of words for my morning routine that's that yeah. has evolved over the course of the past five years. I mean, it's not just all of a sudden yeah. been that way. Um, but yeah. now if I go out of town, I pretty much do the same thing because it is mm. so, I love it so much. And it's like, yeah. it's so ingrained in me that mm-hmm. now I feel weird not doing it. And I actually notice right. that my days are not, I'm not just, there's something that's just off if I'm not doing that right. um, because I enjoy that time with the Lord. And some days I don't yeah. want to, but I know if I do something, it's better than yeah. nothing. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's so interesting because when you do get on a routine, you you notice how everything in your life really falls like into place. Like when I was kind of talking about, I was in limbo for a couple weeks before I moved into my new place. So um, like I was trying to find like a rhythm and a routine, but every day was so different depending on like where I was staying yeah. or what I was doing or whatever. And so it was just like more chaotic, but it's so mm-hmm. funny because, um, yesterday me and Dom went on a walk cause there's a lake right around the corner from, uh, from both of oh, us. Awesome. And we now live really close. So, um, we went on a walk and he was talking about, he's like, yeah, like I got to the gym this morning and him and his uh, fiance go to the gym really early in the morning, which I don't know how they do that. I'm not a morning workout person, but nope. Never, never. He's yeah. not like 6 a.m. I'm like, why? Like, no, nope, nope. So and, I, and that's something too. Okay, you do not have to work out in the early in the morning to be a no, successful, disciplined no. person. Like, let's just like yeah. put that out there because I think there's this culture in like the grind culture that's like, yeah. You need to work out at five or six a.m. in order to be like a successful fitness, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, not true. I never once in my years of competing ever worked out that early, and yeah. I did very well. So, like, let's just stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there was you guys continue. Yeah, there was one time that I tried to work out before work, and I would work at eight thirty a.m. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym at six. I think I stayed there for like thirty oh. minutes and just left. I was like, I'm literally I asleep. Know. <laughs> 
I not do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but we were talking and he was saying how, cause I asked him, I was like, well, why do you go to the gym so early? Like, you know, both you and Yulia work from home or like, well, you know, we have the gym, so we coach later, but, um, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, I just feel like my whole day is like chaotic basically like after, mm-hmm. because the first thing he does, he wakes up, you know, 10 minutes before he has to go to the gym. He runs over the gym, probably just downs yeah. a protein shake and works out. And yeah. I'm like, well, why don't you just push your gym time back a little bit so you could have a peaceful morning? Like mm. I have to start my morning peaceful or I'm going to be chaotic the entire day. Like if I'm, yes. if I'm like, if I sleep past my alarm and I know that I need to be somewhere at 9am and I'm like scrambling before, like my whole day is going to be scrambled. Like it, it's just, mm. that's just always how it goes. So and thankfully, like we both have really great work schedules where we get to set our schedules. And I know that's not the case for everyone. So it is going to be different. Some people do have to be at work at 7am. But you know, if you just get up a little bit earlier and just find that like, you know, you know, that a little bit of prayer time. And if you have time on your lunch break to take a walk or things like that, like just try to find a flow to your day that makes sense. That's not stressful because I think sometimes like if the routine is stressful, that's not going to bring peace into your life. That's going to bring more chaos and things are going to be up and down. And if you always feel like you're constantly running on E, you don't have the best to give to others and the best to give to God. And that's what I notice when I don't have my routine. I I can't give my best Mm -hmm. because I can't even give, I can barely even give myself any type of structure. So I don't do well in like non-structure. And I think it's so funny, like you do get so much freedom from working for yourself, but like you notice that you have to have some type of like, outline of what your day or what your week is going to look like. And for me, every day is a little bit different depending on what time I'm coaching and things like that. Um, But thankfully, similar morning routine. I know that I need to walk in the morning. And if I do Mm -hmm. walk in the morning, I'm more apt to make better food choices. And I'm more, I get enough sleep. I'm going to make better food choices. My cravings are lower. Like just all these things, they all fall into place. And when I start my day right and I'm starting in a good routine, I know that I'm going to have a good workout. And like versus like, I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't eat enough. I drink coffee versus like getting water in the morning or like I do drink coffee first thing in the morning, but I drink my water, eat my breakfast, and then I have my coffee. So just little things like that, that just will help, you know, keep you in line. And I know everyone has different work schedules and things like that, but just finding what works for you, just being flexible. And like you said, start small. Don't think that you need to go on a six day training routine and you need to walk 65 minutes every day and, you know, things like that. Like then that can be overwhelming. Then the rate of burnout is going to be so much higher because it's actually not maintainable or sustainable for your lifestyle. Everyone's going to be so different. Like, you know, and even some people are like, okay, like I remember when, um, you were doing my coaching and you had me start out on walking only three days a week. Well, now I usually right. walk about six days a week because I was just enjoying it so much. I, like you, awesome. you upped yeah. me. Yeah. You upped me over like the course of a year that we worked together. And I was like, Oh, like I actually really love walking every single day. And there's only going to be like maybe one day out of the week. Usually it's Sunday because Sunday is like, you know, we get up breakfast church and like things like that. Yeah. So I typically don't have time on Sunday mm-hmm. to walk. But I did, me and my boyfriend got in a routine of we'll do like a Sunday evening walk because I usually don't like walking like closer to the, at night. But yeah. if I'm with him, then I don't care. But yeah, just like yeah. little things like that, you know. Um, but yeah, just be flexible with your schedule in the sense of like if you're testing out a schedule and it doesn't really work for you, it's like, okay, well, change it. Um, you know, exactly. yeah. yeah, and I think that's like a big, a big thing. And, you know, everything that we do is to bring 
um, to bring glory to God. And I think if we are not giving our best, um, in the fact of Mm -hmm. just like having a good routine, like we're not, we're not honoring God in our lives. Like Mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're not always going to have a hundred thousand percent effort to give, but we need to honor God in what we do and everything that we do. And that's why I love first Corinthians so much. Um, 1031 says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So just reminding yourself, it's like, okay, well, God talks about structure. He talks about discipline. He talks about order. So Mm. when I'm doing these things, that's not because I'm doing it to, to like, you know, I need to be so structured, but it's actually to honor God. So I can give my best and God knows our body so well. He knows that it's important for us to have order and discipline in our lives. And we're going to thrive in those circumstances right. versus getting up and just like hitting the gas first thing in the morning yeah. and your life just kind of spins out of control for the rest of the day. Cause that, that is me and I'm prone to stressing. So, and my boyfriend always texts me in the morning. He's like, make sure you stick to your routine. Like that's always like his like little thing. He's Aww. like, make sure you take your walk in the morning. Like, you know, cause he knows that I do better when I am doing those things versus when I'm not. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And kind of going off what you said about discipline and I think anytime, well, first and foremost, it's, it's okay. Looking at your daily routine. And I think right off the bat, just really asking yourself and praying, not just asking yourself, but praying to God, just asking him, what are parts of my daily routine that are sinful, like straight up sin? So for example, you know, watching something, you know, you shouldn't be watching because it has pornography in it or, you know, or like some TV show at night where you're literally wasting hours of your day doing something that, you know, like God's convicting your heart and just ask him. And, and that's the beautiful thing about conviction is that it's not guilt. It's not guilt. It's not shame. That's from the enemy. It conviction is to, correct us and turn us back onto the path of righteousness. So really being in prayer and asking God, like, Hey, what are two to three things I can change? What is it that I need to cut out? I mean, the average American watches over two hours of TV. So if we're really going to use that as an excuse that we don't have time, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously certain people have situations that are very demanding. I mean, having multiple children, that is like extremely demanding. It's going to look completely different. Um, But the average American does have some extra time that they either use watching Netflix or, um, you know, scrolling on social media. And so I think we have to just be realistic with ourselves and ask ourselves, Mm -hmm. okay, I, you know, where is it that something I'm doing is not honoring and glorifying God. And I really feel a conviction in my heart that it's sinful. And for each person that's going to be different. And obviously for the mom who has three little toddlers running around, like, you know, (laughs) there's so much grace, like that is honoring God, raising those children and um, being a godly example for that, that is honoring to God. So if your routine takes a backseat, like your routine changes every single day, like, you know, you have a routine for the days where, you know, I, it's chaotic day and a routine. That's okay. Like there is grace in all of this, but I think taking a hard look at, okay, where are those, what are those things in our life that need to change? And realistically, I think we all have a couple um, of things that need to need to be changed immediately, or we could, you know, pray and ask God to reveal those things because we are sinful. We fall short every single day. And it's only by the grace of God that we can even approach him through Jesus and, you know, have that relationship with the Lord. But that does require repentance and it does Mm -hmm. require 
turning from sinful things and maybe God's placing something on your heart um, that, you know, as you listen to this podcast, you're like, you know what, I need to repent of that and turn back to the Lord. He's, that is like turning a new leaf. Like we are seen as just before God, when we repent, when we ask for the forgiveness of our sins, and it's only through Jesus that we're that we are seen as righteous. And so remembering that. So if you make mistakes or like Mm -hmm. your routine falls off, you know, you fall off the bandwagon and something happens, like there is grace. His mercies are made new every single day. And each day is a new opportunity to turn to God's path. And I love commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16, three. And then this is another proverb, Proverb 10, 17. Whoever heeds instruction is on a path to life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Like discipline, correction, mm-hmm. um, conviction, it's all good. And, yeah. and you know, fear it, then there's likely something in our heart that doesn't want to change. And, and yeah. you know, we might be like, well, I know my, you know, I want to do what I want to do. And ultimately right. that comes down to wanting to be the own God of our life. And we have to submit to the Lord. And and he says our plans will be established. And so praying, mm-hmm. asking God, like, what are just those two to three things maybe that I need to make a change on? Right. Cutting down the Netflix time, spending 15 minutes in, in reading the word in the morning, mm-hmm. leaving my phone at home while I go walk and pray and spend time in silence and solitude, yeah. which I think is something that a lot of people actually can't do. They can't even be by themselves. We're so addicted to technology and that stimulation and constant noise. Um, Maybe it means incorporating more fruits and vegetables into your nutritional um, cadence and routine, learning to say no. I think this is a huge Mm -hmm. one too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, if you said yes to everything, then you're going to be saying no to, to God. (laughs) We're not, we're not meant to, these other people were meant to please the Lord and we are not anyone's savior. Praise God for Jesus. And so that will mean disappointing people at times. Um, if you know, if you say no and, and that's okay, we can't please everyone. We can't be, we're sinful. We fall short. Um, and a lot of times, you know, saying no to good things actually leads to saying yes to the greatest thing, which is what God wants you to do with your day or with your time or your, um, you know, where you go or how you spend your time. And so you have to remember too, like fellowship is super important. And so, if that, that's actually one thing that I wanted to just briefly touch on, because I think a lot of times we have this idea that being in fellowship or being with friends is, is not, is not, um, or it's mutually exclusive. Like it can't be in conjunction with a nice, healthy, you know, cadence routine, good Mm -hmm. nutrition. And Mm -hmm. I want to remind our listeners, like, going out and being social with your friends doesn't mean that you have to drink doesn't mean you have to binge on unhealthy food. I go to a lot of social events. I don't eat anything. I drink tea or I drink decaf coffee or whatever it may be um, because you have a conviction against something or, you know, you go to a, um, a restaurant and you're like, you know what? I just, I want to be social with my friends, but it doesn't always have to revolve around food and drinking and our society. We're very gluttonous as a society. And um, a lot of social events tend to be around excess alcohol consumption, excess food consumption. Well, be that individual in your friend group that says, hey, let's go for a walk. Hey, like, Mm -hmm. let's play cards. Let's sit down around a fire and drink decaf coffee instead of getting drunk. You know what I mean? Like, 
what is it? Maybe you need to be that light in your circle of friends, or maybe you need to be the one that's suggesting things that are not going to impede on your convictions or your, yeah. you know, whatever kind of goals that you set um, that yeah. are God honoring goals of so maybe your nutrition has been horrible and you're on a fat mm-hmm. loss phase. You're in a fat loss phase and you know that honoring God is losing weight because you're unhealthy. Well, then yeah. it's not going to be honoring to God to go to the pizza shop and binge on six pizzas. Right. Like, Tell, you know, being honest with your friends and saying like, hey, like I have these goals um, that I know are honoring and glorifying to God. Can you help run alongside me and help support me in this? And then maybe be the person that suggests something else um, that isn't going to impede on your on your routine and your goals. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like when you tell people your goals, you are more apt to stick to them because now it's out Mm -hmm. in the public, especially when it comes to like dieting and things like that. I think that's like the biggest thing when you're like, Hey, I'm, you know, working with the coach and I'm losing weight. Like people are going to respect that. And they're going to be like, okay, well, you know, I know that she or he is like not doing certain things because of this. And that's completely okay. Because like restriction of some things is good, especially when you are trying to reach your goal. And like you said, if you have certain convictions about things and God's like really working on your heart, like everyone's convictions are going to be so, so different. And, you know, just removing things that are not are not honoring and pleasing and, and helping you get to whatever goal you're trying to reach is okay. And I don't think that we should be ashamed in doing those things and getting comfortable. Like you said, like if you want to be social and don't feel like you're going to have to drink or you're going to have to eat something that may be off of, you know, especially if you're not even hungry, like, you know, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, just things like that. Like if you're not hungry, you shouldn't feel like, Oh, I have to get something because, you know, yeah, because I don't want yeah. people to think that I'm weird. Like, okay, just be weird. Like who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's, you know, or, yeah, or, I mean, you know, or just like, like, yeah, it's like, or, you know, just make it more normal. Like, you know, that doesn't mean that you're weird or, you know, just saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm dying. I remember when I was getting ready for one of my first powerlifting competitions, which I mean, it ended up turning into like more of an unhealthy, like thing. But when I was getting yeah. ready, I, I knew I wanted to move down a weight class and I, my goal was to mm. like lose 20 pounds before this meet, which I don't suggest anyone doing, but I did. And I remember going out, it was, I think it was my birthday or something. And I remember I said, I, we went to a sushi place and I only had mm. like certain sushi or I had sashimi. So it was only meat. And, um, and then I remember I said, my goal was only one drink. So I had one drink and mm-hmm. like, and just that, and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, like it's your birthday. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but like yeah. I have a competition in six weeks. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to mess with it. Cause it's like, you know, it can be a slippery slope, like, because when you're dieting, then you indulge a little bit, oh, you're yeah. like, and I can't stop, you know? So, um, oh, but yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like stick yeah, to your convictions. Like yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also normal. Well, normal in our society is very disordered. Like if you actually yeah. think about what the normal dinner is and what the normal intake is, it actually is not something that, I mean, we have an obesity epidem- epidemic, say that 50 times Seriously, um, <laughs> in our society. And so, you know, if you're looked at as being strange, I mean, I remember when I worked in a corporate, the corporate world and I was actually... Yeah it was before I quit my corporate job to, um, start coaching and, and, um, go fitness full time. But, uh, I remember I got so many questions like, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing this? What are you doing? But also at the same time, like who knows what example I set for someone there who maybe asked me a question. I was able to explain why I'm eating protein, 
why I'm eating avocados, why I'm eating mm -hmm. vegetables, why, you know, so you don't under, you yeah. don't know, it could just be curiosity too. Um, but if right. we're reflecting culture, like we're probably doing something wrong. So keep that in mind yeah. as well, um, that it's unusual to be healthy nowadays, honestly. And so um, if you want to be unusual, you have to do something different than what yeah. everyone else does. American is doing. And so yeah. just want to encourage all with that, um, that it's okay to be different and it's good to be different. And even if you've got questions, I mean, man, I can probably, I would, if I had a dime every time I was asked a question about why I'm doing something, I'd be, you know, I would never have to work again a day in my life, but, <laughs> but like, if I let those questions deter me, you know, from, um, where I, I know God has placed me in terms of being an example in the health and fitness industry. And like for you yeah. as well, I mean, if we yeah. listen to all these outside forces or people who are criticizing us, um, we would, we'd be pleasing people and not pleasing, not pleasing God. And, yeah. uh, oh goodness, I can't remember where it is, but Galatians 2.20 or Galatians, I can't remember now, this is off the top of my head, but where Paul's talking about if I were, um, if my goal were to please, please man, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. So like mm -hmm. we're submitting to Christ. We are not, our main goal is not to please man at all. Yeah. Um, and a lot yeah. of people won't be pleased by the choices we make and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I hope some of this is useful to you guys with, um, with, uh, setting routines and setting just, um, yeah. your daily cadence and all that stuff. Cause I know, you know, I know that it can be difficult, especially if you're trying to get into a healthy routine and you're trying to make changes mm -hmm. in your life. But you know, sometimes you might just want to like sit down and write a routine and try it out. And if it doesn't work, make changes yeah. and that's completely okay. And, but when you do find something, I definitely encourage you to stick to it because it will bring more order, um, and peace to your life. And you know, the Lord wants us to have peace in our life. And he talks about that a lot throughout mm -hmm. scripture. So I hope this is yeah. useful for you guys. And um, if you get a chance, share this episode with a friend, make sure you give us a five-star rating on um, Apple podcasts. And yeah, we're just happy to be back. So we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for another show. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye guys.